Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Look, there's been lots of discussion in recent months about the cost of living, housing, even getting access to rental properties. The struggle to even get somewhere is the first issue and that's before you start to consider the cost of it. But with all of that in mind, the Health Minister has now ruled out subsidised housing for healthcare workers. And I'm asking you, is Stephen Donnelly right? Or should we introduce a Dublin allowance for frontline workers struggling with the cost of living in the capital city? What do you think? Paul is with us on the line. Paul, do you think there should be a Dublin allowance? Yeah, for everybody. Not just for um, health workers. Everybody should get it. I lived in London for 25 years. And um, the difference between um, me in London and a um, a fellow worker who worked for the same firm in the Midlands um, my uh, my two bedroom flat was more expensive than his three bedroom semi with a garden front and back. So we um, fought for a, a, a London waiting allowance, and we got it, and we got it index linked. Okay, and were you in the in the public sector or private, uh, Paul? Uh, private. Private sector. So yeah. it's not even just a, a, um, a you know a public sector offering that happens. There's actually private companies doing the same. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, to be perfect, it, well, it, it, everybody knows the name of the firm that I work for. I work for McVitie's, but that's, you know, that, that's irrelevant. But um, uh, they, they were good enough to give us a London waiting allowance. Yes, there was um, a, a little bit of um, upset between us and, and, and other workers. But like I said, my 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 flat was then 65000 and my mate's three-bedroom uh, semi-detached house was 48000 So... Yeah, you don't have to be a, a mathematician to work that one out. How was it counterproductive that move? Like, did no. it, it didn't drive up prices as a result of having the, um, the the allowance or the waiting? Well, prices in big cities are always going to go up. They're up anyway. It, it, yeah, they, 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 I mean, I've just just before we we, we spoke, I saw there's an article uh, on RTE News that says that the average second-hand cost of a house in Dublin. Is five hundred and twenty thousand euros. That's an awful lot of money mm. when you when you're when everybody's getting the same sort of wage, say here, down in Kerry where I am, or in or in Dublin. You have to pay people up in Dublin more money, mm. and not just and not just health workers. As I say, everybody who lives there because of um, uh, the, the cost of of, uh, of housing is going up. Plus, there are greedy landlords, but there are greedy landlords all, all over the country, I suppose. Um, so you, you, you've got to give somebody um, just a breathing space, you know, so they've got, you know, I can go on holiday once a year, etc. Et An ability to live, that you're, you're not just working well, to pay rent, basically. For sure. I mean, people are flogging their tribe out and they've, they've got no, nothing nothing left in their bank account at the end of the week. It's about, it's about time that... Um, the, the government, you know, sort sort to this, and as I say, index link it too. That's my own personal. Yeah, opinion. and and just Paul, sorry, before I bring in a couple of other callers on this, actually eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. If you want to to join us, uh, join the discussion here today. Um, you know, in terms of the, the the private company you were with offering the the allowance to workers in London. Did that? How did that? You know, you know. Um, I suppose prove in terms of actually 
staff retention or were people like I'm just trying to think about when you you know when you keep centralization maybe or decentralization in mind oh I understand yes um uh retention um our turnover was very low because we were paid well yeah but you you had no problem getting staff to work in other areas outside of Dub or outside of London there was no, no issue because because well cheaper cost of living the, the firm that I worked for were fairly generous in their wages. Now, having said that, this, uh, in the end, we were shut down because of the rent on our property in in Park Royal, actually, which was only spitting distance from Guinness, where the, the rent in our uh, in our uh, property was was it was increased so often that they closed us down, and the distribution went up to the Midlands because it was cheaper. Mm. Okay. But it, but if the rent hadn't gone up, we'd still be there. We'd yeah. still be there. Mm. Um, Lorraine is joining us as well, Paul. Lorraine, I believe you also used to work in London. Do you think a Dublin allowance would work here? I mean, it was a revelation to me when I started working in London as a nurse in the 90s that, like, you know, we got, I think it was between 1500 and £2,000 sterling extra compared to, you know, kind of student nurses who graduated who were working outside of London. And, then it got me thinking about kind of the situation in Dublin. So it just doesn't seem to be something that's come up in the political discourse around the cost of living for people who are in the capital. So like London currently, if you're working for um, the civil or public service, like nurse, teacher, police, um, you can get up to 20% more on your basic salary because you're living in inner London and working in inner London. And actually, you don't even have to be living in inner London, but actually working there. So they have different zones and the pay scale relate to that. Private companies can do as they please because they don't tend to have pay scales. So, you know, the example there that was given, you know, if you look at Dublin, we know all the kind of tech companies pay really, really well. Why? Because they're based in a capital city and nobody sitting next to the other person is really sure what they're earning. So there isn't that contention. But if you look at public and civil service pay, it's all up there. You can Google it. You can see what each grade earns. So it'd be really straightforward to actually put in place a percentage weighting now, in London, the way they do it, it's not a, a 20% on everything that mm. you earn. It is capped up to about £7,000 um, sterling. Like So it could range from one to 7000 depending on how far away you are working from the city centre. But there is a reality, you know, for people living in Dublin, it is 25 to 30% more expensive when you look at rents as well and the general cost of services um, to be living and working in the capital. But, like, you know, we kind of have to stop talking about it and actually do something to make it viable for okay. people to take up work in the capital and particularly in our health sector because that's where it really impacts on everybody. Yeah. Um, no, no. the only thing is, and I, I know from looking, um, from talking about this previously on the show, I suppose the comparable salaries for the likes of your civil service workers, the um, teachers and nurses, would be lower in London though, Lorraine, by comparison to here. Like they're be- better paid in, in, in Ireland. So I suppose one of the points that I know the Education Minister, Norma Foley, last year, one of the points she made on that was that effectively the starting salary, will say for your you know, typical teacher in, in Ireland, effectively kind of includes this allowance or waiting already. 
Well, it doesn't because the salary for a teacher in Dublin is the same for a salary for a teacher down in Cahir Savine, but the cost of living is 30% higher for the teacher in Dublin. So that actually doesn't wash when you compare within your own country. I mean, as it is, like Ireland is one of the, you know, the most expensive countries to live in currently. But if you compare within our country, the region, it's 30% higher to live in Dublin if you are a teacher, nurse, doctor, physiotherapist, whatever. So we can't get away from what's happening in our own country. So I think the external comparisons aren't useful in this context. What we're looking at, you know, is is what's going on in other countries to alleviate the cost of living mm. differences that they have within their own country. But we're not comparing salaries like for like, I don't think it's fair to compare the salaries like for like because there's still such a huge disparity within Ireland about what's happening okay. around the cost of living. Are you, are you still, Lorraine, in, are you still working in London? No, no, no. I We moved back to You're Ireland back. in the Celtic Tiger. We were curious right. to see what this thing actually was. So we did move back um, and I kind of discontinued nursing okay. after a couple of years for personal reasons. Okay. But it, I've just, it's not something that I've heard when people are talking about kind of recruitment and retention issues. You know, the cost of living is a factor, but nobody's talking about how to solve that for, like, we're talking about kind of critical workers here, you know, in the first instance. But then for, you know, even people who are on minimum wage, like nobody can afford to live in the Dublin and greater Dublin area anymore. And then the housing crisis, I suppose, has compounded this. But if we keep talking about it, what we're seeing is a bleeding of skill sets from this country. Like I have a whole generation of friends that are probably five years younger than me. They're living in New Zealand, Canada, mm. Australia. Well, I wonder would this they work? Have their citizenship. They're not yeah. coming back. I wonder what, like, if if there if there was a Dublin style waiting or allowance for accommodation um, in the capital, would it retain more healthcare or frontline workers, or would those, as you mentioned, that are abroad or in Australia or the UAE or whatever? Would they come back? Because that's the comparison is always made with the likes of It's not something for accommodation specifically. It is around the cost of living and the accommodation is one component of that that over recent times has become worse. It's what they do in Dubai. Like there is a lot of the the private schools when they're taking teachers over because I know people that are doing it. Well, actually the salary will say is X plus there is, you know, Y allowance towards the accommodation or the accommodation in some cases is actually paid. Because yeah, of the I, I think, we, but we do actually have here, like with seasonal workers, for example, like kind of the likes of fruit farms. I think there's some big industrial fruit farms in North Dublin. Like they'll bring people over and provide accommodation as part of the package for them. So the likes of the UAE is where it might be hard to source accommodation yourself in the initial period. So it's advantageous to provide it. But that's for people kind of coming into the country mm. as opposed to people already living here. So if you are fortunate enough to own your own home or rent in in Dublin, in the capital, but the cost of living is still significantly more than living in the likes of Kerry or Galway. Um, and if you look at Cork, then it's running up into second place and I think Limerick third. There has to be some allowance to keep people working yeah. in the okay. capital because right now we have a teacher shortage because they simply well, cannot afford to live here. Text in from a listener here who says, my daughter is just a newly qualified teacher and can get a job in Dublin, but she can't afford to rent. We live in Westmeath, so she lives at home with us. No life for a young person. She should be out socialising and enjoying herself. I feel our young people are missing out on such important stages of life. Pat McKenna is with us as well, Lorraine. Pat is the principal of um, Pubble School at Nassoon and Baldoyle in Dublin. Pat, do you think a Dublin allowance would assist you in retaining staff? Well, I suppose 
any allowance that raises the salary of, of, a, of a teacher will attract people to stay within the profession and possibly to stay within Ireland. But I think there are huge challenges to a Dublin allowance. Like I have teachers who live in Mead. They, they, they live houses in Mead. They travel into Wild Oil and vice versa. There are people in the city. So how do you differentiate between somebody who's in the city and travelling out versus coming in. Well, I assume Plus, it would uh, only apply, I assume it would only apply, Pat, to those with a Dublin address. Well, then if I'm living in Dublin, but I'm teaching in, in Ashburn, then that, that moves moves the, the, the problem along. I, I think our teacher shortage is actually wide, widespread throughout the country. It's, it's not just a Dublin problem, it was. Um, teachers at this moment, um, they're very highly qualified. Most of our teachers have gone through six years. They're very desirable in, in lots of different employments, which gives them much more variety in terms of their lifestyle choices, You know, working from home potentially, and let's be honest, higher salaries in a lot of cases. So it, it, it's a more complex difficulty that we're facing. Um, while it, yes, any, any allowance that would increase the salary is going to have an effect, but will it solve it? I'm not so sure, in the, certainly in the short term. The, Paul, the point that you mentioned when you got the, um, the the waiting in London, like, I mean, how sort of strict or hard and fast was that with regards to the address? Did you have to be London or...? Well, no, it's where you work. It had nothing to do with where you lived. It's where you worked. I mean, I didn't... I lived um, eight, eight miles from Park Royal. I lived in, in Hayes, in Middlesex, so... As much as I had uh, a postcode and what have you, I did not actually live in London. Mm. But I worked. Um, but it's the yeah, it's the, the fact you were working in London. Yeah, in 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 Park Royal. That's that's what that's why you get the allowance. Yeah. So I presume then, Pat, that's how something like this could could or would potentially work. I mean, I should say, by the way, Norma Foley poured cold water in this last year, and now the health minister mm. Stephen Donnelly has uh, has done the same again with regards to healthcare workers. So it's not mm. something that's definitely going to come in. But I mean, like you're in Baldoyle in Dublin, so for your staff and colleagues, you'd oh, be potentially be talking. Should be great. They would be absolutely delighted to get an extra allowance. Uh, however, I think if we, we look at our, our teacher unions, our teacher unions have not been calling for this because I thought they have always maintained that um, teachers, no matter where they are, should have equality in terms of their, their salary scales. So it's interesting that our, our, our advocates for our, our teachers are not actually calling for this. Um, from my end, anything that will attract people in, if in the morning, morning the Department of Education and of course this would have to apply to all public services. It can't be you know, sector specific. Uh, you, you never see that happening I believe in Ireland. Um, anything like that would assist but do I see it as realistic at the moment mm. to, in, to increase my teacher supply? No. I would be looking at supporting teachers in terms of getting their mortgages, allowing them to, to be able to buy in Dublin so that they are retained within Dublin. Uh, because that is often the case. Teachers, when they're young, will spend two or three years in, in Dublin, experience the city life potentially, and then by necessity have to move. So we're losing them from that greater Dublin area um, when, when they are looking to, to, you know, to buy that house. So in some way supporting them in that respect, I know subsidised housing minister has probably ruled that out or is certainly making those noises that it will be ruled out. But we, we need to look at ways of supporting our teachers in, in 
retaining them in Dublin, maybe through mortgage support, etc. Um, teachers, when they leave college, have spent six years and they're now being attracted into other professions at this point that are more highly paid and will allow them to, to settle in Dublin what, on a more what, permanent basis. What do you mean, Pat, by sorry, mortgage support? You look, one of the biggest problems, we have, we have teachers who are paying rent, so they cannot now get a mortgage because they're not able to, to build up the resources of that deposit. So in some way supporting those, them in those earlier years so that their deposit is, so you're effectively giving them an allowance of some sort, but supporting them to get into that mortgage market, which will then be paid back at a later date. So give them a de- effectively give them sort of a, a deposit or some part of a deposit that you'd ta- attach on to the end of the mortgage as an extension supporting of time them, at the end. Supporting, supporting them to get into the housing market because at this moment they're caught in that trap where they're paying high rents and therefore cannot sustain um, deposits saving for a deposit to get into that mortgage market. You could say that so for any would, any sector though, could you not? Absolutely. And in the same way you could say, um, you know, the allowance for any any sector. But we have a specific problem. The housing prices in Dublin are huge. Mm. We have a huge shortage of teachers. We cannot, in some sectors, you can put off something till tomorrow. If, it, if you cannot have a teacher of engineering in your school, those students will not have somebody in front of them the next day okay. or for the whole year. This, this texture here says, typical Ireland, if Dublin got a waiting like, um, like that, all that would happen is the price of everything would actually go up in Dublin. It's the most expensive place on the planet that I've ever lived with nothing extra to show for it, says this texter. Another listener says, do public servants not get enough already? Give me a break. Uh, this texter here says, spread it outside of Dublin. Get people to the rural areas instead. Everything is always about Dublin when everything isn't actually about Dublin. Uh, this listener says, I agree with your caller in relation to a Dublin waiting. I too lived and worked in London for years as a nurse. We received the London allowance and subsidised accommodation with the current staffing crisis in the HSE for nurses and doctors, allied health professionals. It's something worth considering for staff recruitment and retention around all of the major hospitals and it could be extended to other professions too. No wonder new graduates are leaving for better packages abroad, abroad in Canada, says uh, Judith in Waterford. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.